Ladies and gentlemen, federal employees, today we're talking about should you keep your Fegly into retirement? Because spoiler alert, sometimes some options that you take into retirement can be insanely expensive, while others can actually be a great deal basically for anyone. So today we're going to dive into this. Now, if you're new here, so good to have you. My name is Dallin Haas. I'm a financial planner who serves federal employees just like you every day, and I absolutely love it. So just to define some terms here before we dive in, FAGLI stands for Federal Employee Group Life Insurance. Your life insurance through the government should you take that into retirement, okay? Things like your FEHB, your health insurance are often no-brainers because it's a great benefit. FAGLI though, depending on which options you try to take into retirement, can be insanely expensive. So I want to make sure you get the most bang for your buck. So here's the deal. FAGLI actually has four different parts, okay? When we say FAGLI, there's four parts that are nested under that term, okay? And let me define them just briefly here. I'm not going to go into detail, just briefly so you have an idea of what we got going on, okay? So there's FAGLI basic, okay? There's part A, there's part B, and there's part C. FAGLI basic is what most federal employees have. It is, as they say, basic, right? And it covers about your salary's worth of coverage, okay? About your salary's worth of coverage. So for example, if your salary's 100 grand, then with basic coverage, it, you have about 100 grand of coverage roughly, okay? There's nuance there, but that is the summarized version, okay? Part A is $10,000 worth of coverage. You can't have part A um, be any more or less, it's always $10,000 worth of coverage, okay? Part B, you can have one to five times your salary. You, you elect how much, how many multiples in part B you want of your salary, either one to five, you do up to five times your salary, okay? Part C is for family coverage. Part C, you can get a small amount of coverage on your spouse and on your kids' lives, but the max it can be is $25,000, so you really can't do very much here, okay? But th these are the summaries of the different parts in retirement. However, and well, not just in retirement, you have all these parts while you're working as well, okay? However, each and every one of these parts works differently in retirement. They all have different prices and they work differently, they have different options when you retire, okay? So here's the deal. Because there's so many parts, and I know all of you may have different aspects of these and different amounts, there is a million different combinations of how people approach these things in retirement and the options they take. So what I'm going to talk about today is only the most popular things people do, the most common things and strategies that I see that work the best for federal employees with these in retirement. Okay. Now, if you if you say, hey, these popular options, they don't actually work good for me because of this situation, that situation, um, or if you need lots of life insurance in, in retirement, you're going to want to go check out the article I wrote that is actually in conjunction with this video. It's back on the website, HawesFederalAdvisors.com. And if you go up to the top, up into the menu, you can search all the articles I've written by topic. You could find this one. It'll walk you through all the different options that you may have to take more into retirement. And actually, OPM is a great Fegley calculator. If you type into Google OPM Fegley calculator, you'll find the calculator that'll show you the prices of these if you want to take them into retirement, okay? But with that being said, let's talk about the popular options, okay? The most popular thing to do, okay? Again, popular doesn't mean right for you. It just means the most common, okay? The most common things that people do in retirement are they get rid of these two, B and C, B and C. The reason they get rid of these is first and foremost, most people don't need life insurance as they get older, 
Okay, most people, the need for life insurance really starts to drop off as they become financially independent, right? And generally, being retired means financially independent, okay? Generally, not, I'm not saying it, it's for you, I don't know about you, right? But generally, um, these get, and these two options right here, part B and C, can get very expensive if you want to maintain them in retirement. The price is very, very expensive. And for example, if you keep part B, at five times salary, I mean, it could cost hundreds and hundreds and maybe even thousands of dollars to maintain, depending on your age and when you retire. Okay, so again, these are just the most common options that people do. Doesn't mean it makes sense for you. Okay, but what often people do is they take basic and part A into retirement, but for basic, they elect an option called 75% reduction. Okay, again, for basic, they elect an option called 75% reduction. Now, when you make these elections on what you want to take into retirement, you can make the election on your retirement application. Again, which happens in the, about the last six months of your career. Okay, So if you are years away from retirement, you don't have to make these decisions. Now, you can get rid of insurance now if you want to start saving money right, and you don't need it. Great, you can get rid of um, some of this insurance now if you want to. But your official elections of what you want to take into retirement happens at retirement, okay, at, on your retirement application. So again, for basic, what most people do is called 75% reduction, and this is what that does. This option right here means that whenever you retire, you actually continue paying about the same price for Fegley Basic as you were before. So for example, let's say you were paying, let's say $30 a month, okay? Let's say you're paying $30 a month for about your salary's worth of coverage, okay, about that. Well, if you pick this option in retirement, let's say you retire at age 57, okay? If you retire at 57, you continue paying about $30 a month between 57 and 65, and 65, okay? Between whenever you, you retire and 65, you continue paying what you were before, and you continue to have about your salary's worth of coverage, okay? Again, if your salary's about 100 grand, you have about 100 grand worth of coverage, okay? So again, the price is about the same, the coverage is about the same between retirement and age 65. At 65, it changes. At 65, the premiums go away. You don't have to pay the premiums anymore, but the coverage amount starts to decrease, okay, a little bit every month until it hits 20 5% of the original value as the 75% reduction that that name, right? It infers, hey, it's going to keep decreasing until it gets down to 25% of the value. So if your salary is about a hundred grand, it would, this coverage will start decreasing until your coverage gets down to about $25,000, right? 25% of the original amount. And once it gets down to 25,000, it's going to stop decreasing and you're going to have 25 grand of free coverage for the rest of your life. Because again, the premiums went away at 65 and the coverage amount started decreasing until it went down to 25% of the original value, depending on your salary. And you're going to have that coverage for free for the rest of your life. Okay. So this is by far the most common election is to take basic, but take the 75% reduction. You pay the same that you're paying now until 65 and then the premiums go away. However, some people might ask, well, what if I retire after 65? What happens for me? Well, if you elect Again, 75% reduction for the basic right here. Then right at retirement is when your premiums go away and it starts decreasing down to, down to, um, 
down to 25% of the amount that it was before. Okay, again, if you retire after 65, that de decrease happens immediately. Okay, and the premiums go away immediately. Okay, now part A actually does a very similar thing automatically is at 65, the coverage amount goes down to 25%. In this case, 25% of 10 grand is $2,500 and the premiums go away at that point as well. So that is by far the most common two options that people take. They often get rid of those because they get very expensive and they take those into retirement. Now, with all this being said, if you decide to get rid of these, but you actually needed the coverage, that's a problem, okay? If, if you say, look, that's not enough coverage for me, I need more, well, then you got to look at all your options. Maybe look at some good term policies out on the private side. If you're in pretty good health, you could probably get better prices than these here. You could probably find better prices elsewhere. But if you have a health condition, you've got something where life insurance companies aren't going to want to cover you or their premiums are going to be sky high, then maybe these are going to be the best options. Again, if you want to find what it's going to cost for you to keep these into retirement, you can go to OPM's Fegley Calculator. If you just Google OPM Fegley Calculator, you'll find it. Okay, again, Fegley as an F-E-G-L-I, and you'll find it. Again, I just talked about the most popular options. There is a million and one combinations of different things and different options. But just to simplify this for everyone, I wanted to walk you through all these options. Now, one thing I didn't mention is if you try to keep Fegley basic without doing the 75% reduction, like if you wanted to keep it at the full amount for your entire, career, uh, entire retirement without doing this, the price does does pop up quite significantly. Okay, you're not you're not just paying what you're paying during your career. If you wanted to keep it at the full amount when you are retired, now I will note Fegley Basic, Fegley Basic is actually paid in full if you are a USPS employee. Then your agency pays the thirty dollars a month while you are working. Okay, again, I'll I'll repeat if you are US a USPS employee, then your agency does pay for the premiums for basic while you are working. Okay, so that's one difference for USPS employees. Okay, so I hope that's helpful. If you have any questions about this or any other retirement topic, there's a link in the description below to submit questions right to us and we base our future videos off the questions we receive. So have a great rest of your day. I'll see you guys next time.